Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Peace. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggrey and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% Need his name up in lights. He just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone. In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary. It's all about reality and making some noise, making a story. Making the Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires, with locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style. In camp, I think I think you have to talk to your kids. To a man, they really liked the early morning practices, and uh, we're going to keep that. I mean, they liked it. They practiced hard. We're going to be ready for the heat on in two weeks because we got two weeks of afternoon practice. Before you ask me about the air conditioner, it's supposed to be ready to go on Monday. Okay, then. Air conditioner, anyone? Their AC will be working, but not yours. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, the indoor facility never had an air conditioner. Ah. And they said it was getting it was so hot in there, really, you weren't uh, escaping the heat at all. It would be hotter in there, probably. They yeah. have these huge fans that are blowing, but it's just blowing hot air. Hot air. Kind of like the show. It's getting hot in here, so take off all your... No, 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 please don't, actually. That's a lot of, that's a lot of humanity in there. Everybody keep, keep your clothes on. All your pads. Yes. So keep on all your pads. Uh, Coach Pittman wasn't worried about pads or heat or anything else. He was worried about penalties over the weekend in the scrimmage. Here he is talking about that. By the way, Hunter Yurchek coming up in mere moments. He's the athletic director at Arkansas, in case you haven't heard. If I was disappointed in anything, it would be um, the number of times that we got called holding on the edge and uh, uh, on offense. I think our defense cleaned up their penalties until the very end on, on the last two-minute drill, and we got a couple of holdings on that. Isaiah Satania making news as well. Everybody expecting big things from the speedy receiver from Arkansas and got a perspective on him from offense and defense. K.J. Jefferson and Trajan Jeffcoat on Mr. Satania. Uh, Screaming the playmaker. I mean, just how versatile he is. I mean, as a receiver, then for him to go back there uh, to return kicks and to start to open the scrimmage off with a kickoff return as big as it was. So it's an extremely blessed and uh, honor to have Isaiah, the type of teammate he is, that's willing to do anything for the team, uh, to go out there and return kicks and be uh, – he gets reps in that punt return and every receiver. So having a versatile guy like that that's willing to do whatever to make the team win and help the team out. So. Yeah, it definitely uh, brought chills to my body to start it out like that. Um, that was an it factor play. Uh, so very fortunate to have him on, on our team. Very versatile, very swift, very elusive. And uh, I'm thankful to be on the team with him. Tell you what, Trading Jeffcoat's got, got, D boys. got that timber in there, man. Mm-hmm. Barry White going. Golly. He was hard to understand at times during the press conference. Cause Too deep? so deep. Yeah. Too deep. They call him Tree. Why? Great question, Wes. Perfect setup. Thanks for the softball. It's a long story. Uh, I had this uh, nickname since high school. Uh, it was a misunderstanding with my high school uh, D-line coach. Uh, he he was like, oh, what's your name? I was a skinny freshman coming in. He was like, what's your name, son? I was like, uh, Trey. And my voice was so deep for my age. He was like, what, Tree? And I was like, no, 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 it's Trey. So uh, at first it was just like a laughing type of thing, laughing stock thing. Uh, it was a joke, but uh, that name stuck ever since because uh, God blessed me to be the height I am. So, yeah, it stuck with me. Yeah, stuck with me because I'm a gigantic. Yeah, it's nice. God bless him with something yeah. else, too. Yeah. That deep voice. That deep voice, exactly. I don't know if he does any singing, but the guy's got a heck of a voice. Anyway, we are expecting a call momentarily from the athletic director at Arkansas on Friday. If you missed it, and I would definitely encourage you to go back and, and check it out if you did and you're interested in it. I thought we had a really nice visit on Friday with the gentleman who runs the NIL program for Arkansas, Terry Prentice, 
I thought pretty insightful. We talked about a number of different topics mm-hmm. related to NIL and got into a little bit about what other schools are doing and what kind of trouble they've caused themselves and then sort of the uh, separate sort of entities that are the NIL and the collective and, and how they all sort of intermingle together and then, you know, trying to identify money going towards the athletic department for basic needs and things like facilities mm-hmm. and such. And then also, obviously, you, you want to fund this collective over here, too. You need people to support that as well. So it's slippery slope to some degree, if I can say it that way, or you could say it's a challenging time in college athletics in a way that it probably never has been before. Or you can say it's an opportunity. Okay, there's a cup half full. It's an opportunity to where you can uh, give to, uh, let's say, the one Razorback fund, or you can give to the Razorback Foundation, and or both. Right. And support the program in many different ways. Well, that was that was interesting, and that was what stood out. And again, we didn't get into amounts, and that wouldn't really be appropriate now, would it? But he said, that's what Terry told us, was that people aren't going either or. They're finding a way to get money in both. And so it's nice to have that kind of situation where you can contribute to both if your passion is there. A passionate fan base is where I was about to go. You you see what, what the Razorbacks are doing across the SEC. They love to put out that, that tweet, and uh, Hunter Yurchek's done it before, the number of SEC championships in the past year. It's not, you know, we all, we tend to think football, baseball, basketball, but there are so many other sports, and they're being successful. They're competing at the highest level in the SEC in just about every single sport. We've seen the SEC championships, and then you see what Musselman's doing in basketball, and you feel like Pittman's making strides in football. So if you're going to compete in the SEC in every sport, why can't you compete in the SEC and NIL, right, and, mm-hmm. and raising money for the foundation? And that's what they're trying to do. Great point. Uh, coming up, Hunter Yurchek. We've also got our friends from Rock and Roll Sushi coming up in the final hour. We're going to have a special appearance from Chris um, for our Average Guy movie review. And today he's reviewing Jesus Revolution. So we'll look forward to talking to Chris in the final hour. Um, trying to get Wes on camera, but he didn't seem to be too interested in it. He's texting others, getting things worked out over there. Later in the show, too, we're also going to have tickets to give away to... Three Doors Down. Three Doors Down, my friends. September 8th at Simmons Bank Arena. And we've got tickets all week long, every day, during birthday trivia. That's what it looks like. One more reason to listen, my friends. One more reason to listen. We're on the road to Marlboro Rock Touchdown Club. Sold out for Sam Pittman. Not surprised. And we're looking forward to hanging out with Coach a little bit tomorrow. And then on Friday, we're going to McDonald's in Russellville. So heading up to uh, to Russellville and hanging out. And we're going to be raising awareness and hopefully a little money for the Ronald McDonald House. I'm loving it. I see what you did there, Wes. There you go. Uh, also want to remind everybody that on Thursday, and I think, uh, in fact, I'm sure that Larry is coming up on Wednesday... The morning show, Morning Mayhem, is at the butcher shop. They are going to be raising money with the steak and eggs breakfast for Youth Home. So I encourage you to go by and see them and have a little breakfast and support Youth Home. And they're doing great things, and they need money to make it happen. So I encourage you to go by and hang out, buy a little breakfast. It's 7 to 9, 15 bucks at the door for the steak and eggs breakfast at Youth Home, or for Youth Home at the butcher shop. <clears throat> what? We're good. He'll be calling Thanks. That's great. Is that all you got? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Really good. I was getting a little nervous. That am I dropping? Yes. No, that's fine. You're doing background work. I appreciate that. Um, Navy's Fan Club on Asher Record Live Fan Feedback. How was the Little Rock Christian Benton scrimmage? I saw some places where the analyst has them under five wins, actually. Who are you talking about? A&M? I don't think they'll beat BYU. Oh, Arkansas. That is my realistic expectation. I think the A&M game will surprise people. Arkansas will need to score a lot to win that game. Maybe so. Bobby Petrino certainly had Arkansas scouted up pretty well last year when he was at Missouri State. Losing to BYU would be pretty bad. Yeah, I agree. That would be very disappointing. Especially the way you played them last year uh, there, and then they come back here. And they don't even have their quarterback from last year. Ryan says, the net punting average is a number that gets overlooked. It's huge. Over the course of a game as far as field position. Okay. Well, we were talking about punting, and frankly, it wasn't very good in any shape or form. That was the, old, that was the thing last year. It was like, yeah, that punt wasn't far, but at least it was low. That's not good. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, wasn't very good all the way around. I'll take a 40-yard punt with a high hang time. No doubt. With no return. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you, sometimes you kick that 60-yarder, and they, they return it 25 yards, and that's a net 35. Yep. Uh, but we were seeing punts <clears throat> kick 35 yards and return 10 yards. 
That's a net of 25. Clint Stern is going to join us at the bottom of this hour as well, courtesy of Motorsports Authority. He'll be back every Monday and Friday with us like he was last season. It was great having Clint on a couple times each week, once as a recap, once as a preview. Also, Quinn Groby is back this year, and this year he is brought to you by our friends at Bell and Sword up in Conway. He'll start next week. So we've got some good segments coming up again this fall. And I will also tell you that we have got Zach Williams lined up to be on the show this fall, who is a legacy Razorback and also going to play a significant role in the defensive line this year. Still looking for a sponsor on that one. And if you're interested, sales at signalmedia.com. If you want to sponsor Zach Williams on the show this year, we do have an opening mm. for that particular situation. And I will tell you, too, our segment... We had him on uh, at Countdown to Kickoff. I thought Zach was absolutely fantastic. Showed a lot of personality. He's obviously uh, you know, a guy who loves the Razorbacks. Didn't have to come back this year, but decided to for his fifth year. And you know, he's got a great story. Dad almost didn't end up at Arkansas, and thank God he did because Zach followed in his footsteps. He had plenty of other options as well, but it was great to get Zach in Fayetteville, and he's been a great Razorback, and I thought he was a great representative of the university when he was with us at Countdown to Kickoff. He did not one but two segments, one in the legacy segment and then one talking about the current team, and I thought he was really, really good, showed a lot of personality, and uh, I think it would be a great segment this fall. And I expect him to to have a good year. That rotation of the defensive line is going to be something that we're not used to seeing to keep guys fresh um, throughout, throughout the entire game yep. so that when you have fourth quarter and – you know, we've seen some fourth quarter failures over the years. The hope is that they're going to be deep enough. Their guys are going to be the ones that are fresh in the fourth quarter and can uh, get some big time stops there in the fourth Let's quarter. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Over on the uh, Southern Structural Solutions text line, we've got Cattleman. According to my research, Sam Pittman has only one losing season at Arkansas, and that was the COVID year, his first year. So shut up, Mike. Yeah, Mike. I, that's usually my message to Mike, regardless of what he's talking about. Navy Mike talking about free money when he's on the job calling sports radio, spreading doom and gloom. Well, we don't know if he was technically working. Maybe he's off right now. Could right? be. He's always a little off, isn't he? The absurd head coach football buyout accounts are exactly why no head football coach should have a problem with a kid making tons of cash off of their NIL deals. And coaches aren't. Coaches are in favor. You're not going to hear coaches complain about NIL. They can't. Well, this is a recruiting tool. Eh, they, they, uh, we, eh, we've seen it. I mean, yeah. Wayne Kiffin did. 100%. Last, last month. Yep. What did he say? Remember we talked about it? That he had the, he had a very unpopular opinion that was a very common opinion, but not among coaches. I think Wes may have been off that week. <clears throat> he you was might, off that I think week. you were off that week. When he was at Media Day, he talked about it. Huh. Yeah. Well, he well, complained that's... about it pretty big, and it's... People were criticizing them because they're, of course, spending a lot of money, but you have to play the game even if you don't agree with it. Right. And part of it is there's no even or anywhere close to a level playing field. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing. I don't think anybody's begrudging the players for getting money anyway. My air went out yesterday. This is from the uh, 501 on the text line. Is that Justin texting? It was 88 <laughs> degrees in my house when I went to bed. Yep. I can't. I mean, I applaud people who can, you know, if you, if you don't have another option, that sucks. If you don't have a friend you can stay with or somewhere you can go, I mean, my gosh, that's rough. Yeah, we stayed at ours when ours went out, and it took like three days. I went in there yesterday, yeah. and I was like just getting things together for today, not knowing I wasn't going to stay there. And I was like, after like 15 minutes, I'm thinking, dear Lord, it's brutal. I mean, we're so soft as a society. I mean, I'm so weak. But it's awful, and it's it's. Imp- I can deal with it, like I can hang out in eighty-eight degrees, but trying to sleep in that. I mean, I was literally sweating. I woke up sweating, and I was like, "Okay, this is this is not good." Yeah, the the last time our air went out, that's what happened. I woke up that morning sweating. I'm like, "Man, am I getting sick? What is wrong? Why am I sweating?" You know, I'm thinking, "I'm there's I'm I've got something," and I get up, <laughs> and walk to the air conditioner, and I see the what the uh, and the. Uh, uh, it was something as simple as the, the compressor went out. Yeah. Not the compressor, the whatever. It's, it was a cheap fix. Um, so it wasn't the compressor. Guess who doesn't the, know how to fix yeah, AC? Yeah. All of us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it was now, what it was called. But anyway, and they fixed it quick. You know, it took less than 30 minutes to fix oh, it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Hopefully that's all that's wrong with yours. But what it was doing was How long did it take to cool 88 down? Air. Yeah, that's what mine was doing. Mine was blowing. It just wasn't blowing cold air. Yeah, that's, I bet that's what it was. And they said they, they see it all the time right now. Uh, in the Arkansas heat, there's this little part, and uh, it it uh, it's almost like a a fuse 
to when your air comes on, it controls the load of the electricity load so it doesn't mess up your air conditioner and it just pops it. And um, man, it's right there on the tip of my tongue. Somebody's going to. Yes, that's it. Thank you, guys. Now it's coming in the capacitor. I bet. Flux capacitor? Yep. I'm not trying to go back in time, Wes. Your I'm just trying to get some cold out. air. Yep. Could be. Yep. Could be. It's generally the capacitor. It's a $20 part. $20 part? $250 fix? <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I don't care. Look, I, you think I wouldn't pay that right now? Yeah. Guaranteed. No, it's worth every dime. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Tons of them coming in. It's a capacitor. 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 Capacitor's out. Uh, Ethan in Atkins says his one out last week. Okay. 501 says, Wes, it's the capacitor. Thank you. Buccaneer Thanks. Boyd, it's generally the capacitor. 501, bad capacitor. There you go. Thank you. I guess it must be the capacitor. Uh, Let me try to fix that for you. <clears throat> yeah. Can you? Probably save me a little money. Yeah. Uh, question of the day today is, how long does Jimbo Fisher stay at College Station? And again, you must consider his buyout. CBS Sports put out a thing about uh, coaches in the hot seat. He's 39 and 21, Jimbo is. And his buyout this year is $76 million. Christian, what's the leading... I said I said more than three years. I just don't know how you can justify the money otherwise. I guess it really depends on how bad it gets. Well, the other thing is, who are you going to get that you can say, this is an absolute, can't miss, no doubt, got to have him proposition? Because guess what? Nick Saban ain't walking through that door. And guess what? Kirby Smart ain't walking through that door. So who can you get that you can guarantee me is a no-brainer, we'll fix it? Maybe Coach Kelly, but he ain't leaving LSU anytime soon. No. I bet that what it would cost him to buy him out of his LSU contract would be too significant. Who else is a hot commodity right now? I mean, you want Lincoln Riley? He, you ain't going to get him. He Lane, got a private jet and a bunch of money. Lane Kiffin? If he has another good year at Ole Miss? Is Lane Kiffin a better bet? An automatic slam dunk? No-brainer? I mean, you could make an argument for him against Jimbo right now, but I can't say that you're going to pay a whole bunch of money. You want to pay $100 million to make that swap? I don't think so. Anyway, according to CBS Sports, here are the hot Ur- seat coaches. What? Urban Meyer. All right. There you can, yeah. I'll listen to that. Yeah. Pigskin's rolling over in his grave right now, except he's not dead. All Neil right. Brown from West Virginia, 22 and 25 at West Virginia. CBS says that he's got a winner be fired. His buyout's $13 million. That's easy peasy, right? Danny Gonzalez, New Mexico, 7 and 24 at New Mexico. I don't know if anybody can win in New Mexico. I don't know if Nick no. Saban can win in New Mexico. Tough job. His buyout's $400,000, okay? <laughs> so if that tells you what kind of kind of playing field they're working on over mm-hmm. there, pretty good, okay? What conference are they <clears throat> in the Mountain West? One of them's independent, New Mexico or New Mexico State. I think New Mexico State, the Aggies are independent. I think so, too. Yeah. That's where he is. Ryan Silverfield. If I didn't tell you already today where he coached, if and I said that name, would you know who he where he was? I, I wouldn't. If I said I who's Memphis's head coach and didn't give you Ryan Silverfield, would you have known Ryan Silverfield? Is this their second one after Norville, or is that he the guy that replaced Norville? He's twenty-one and fifteen, so that's how that's only that's two seasons. Mike's been at Florida State. That's, that's three, three seasons. seasons. So thirty-five. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably so. Yeah. That's right. Um, two million dollar buyout. And again, I don't know what kind of money they're working with over there. Nope, Justin Fuente was there for five minutes. Oh, yeah, remember? I remember that. Yeah, he got a re- or he got another job. Is this Norville's fifth year at Florida State? That does not sound. Fuente right. was there for one season. It's okay. We'll be all right. Um, it's all right. Okay. Yeah. Jeff Halfley, Boston College, fifteen and twenty at Boston College. It says pressure is mounting. This is according to CBS. They said the same thing about Silverfield. Buyout, if fired this this season, $10 million. That's a pretty significant number for Boston, Boston College, College, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. Tom Allen, Indiana, 30 and 40 in Indiana. It says winner be fired, $20 million buyout. They're not going to fire him for $20 million, are they? <laughs> Seems crazy. To yeah, me. that does. At Indiana? It's not a great job anyway. No. No. I mean, they're waiting for basketball season, aren't they? What's What's the guy's name again? Tom Allen. He was in the running when Britt was uh, trying to become Arkansas. Age yeah, age, I think he was. He had a couple of really good years. They've been six and eighteen lately, though. That's they had Michael good. Penix Jr. when he had those good yep. years. Yep. Butch Jones is listed here. Not my list. Talk to CBS Sports. CBS says start improving now. Three point three million dollar buyout. Here's what they say about Butch. Five and nineteen, by the way. This summer, after the summer after his debut at Arkansas State, Butch received a one year extension, which we were all kind of like, okay. 
interesting. Jeff Purinson, new AD, of course, would make the decision in this case with the aid of boosters, and he never had to fire a football coach in his career after previously working in various roles at Alabama. No kidding. That's one thing you know at Alabama you don't have to do as the AD is fire the football coach. Hmm. Says this was supposed to be the rehabilitation project for Jones after losing his job at Tennessee and serving under Saban for a couple of years, but it hasn't worked out that way. Yet, I will say. Jones understands there's a great deal of frustration surrounding his program and reminded fans last season that it was going to take time to get it fixed. How much time does he really have, though? If he's his own worst critic, Jones knows that 5-19 over the first two seasons isn't getting it done. $3.3 million buyout. That's pretty... Pretty large. I would be surprised. Yeah, I would be too. It depends what the year looks like. I don't know what... Um, Again, it's all based on what the year is going to look like. The results of our question of the day, fired after this year is leading at 45%, even after including the buyout info. Quick break. Hunter, your check. 11.30. Hmm. I'll text Clint. Okay. Shifting, shifting. We're live radio. That's the way it goes. Yes. Organic process. Thank you. Back in a sec. Razorback legend Quinn Groby joins Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer on Drive Time Sports every Wednesday afternoon at 4. Brought to you by the DHR group of Sonic Drive-Ins. Sports Center. The Arkansas Razorbacks football team finished their fall camp with their second and final scrimmage on Saturday. Afterwards, Coach Sam Pittman spoke to the media about how he feels about his team. They're physical. The heat was a little bit of a problem with emotions today uh, that we've got to get under control. We will. And uh, we got a good culture. We, we, I think our kids like each other. I think they love each other. And they play hard. And you're going to win a lot of games being able to do that. we got a tough football team. We are now just 12 days away from Arkansas kicking off their season against Western Carolina at War Memorial Stadium. And tonight in the NFL, there is one preseason game. The Ravens will take on the Commanders at 7. Coverage can be seen on ESPN. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. There's nothing quite like outdoor living, and at Razorback Camper Sales, we've been bringing the camping lifestyle to families for over 50 years. We're Arkansas's oldest family-owned RV dealer with the best parts and service department in the state. Razorback Camper Sales has everything you need for travel trailers, fifth wheels, and pop-ups. Find out why our customers are always happy campers. Come see us in Hot Springs or online at RazorbackCamperSales.com. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses. And you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by the Arkansas Highway Safety Office. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has... Gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the crockpot this morning? (laughs) With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See shelter agent Matt Warden in Little Rock, Seth Hobbs in Bryant, or Nick Gennardi in Sherwood. From the Oak Lawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, you're in the zone. Want to get into the show? Call or text 661-1037 or leave a message on our live fan feedback. Now, let's get back into the zone. All right, welcome back. It is 11.30. Let's get right to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Arkansas Athletic Director Hunter Juracek standing by. Hunter, welcome back. How are you? Uh, good morning, guys. How are you? We are great. Wes, check the big board behind you. How many days to football? The big board says we are 12 days away. And that's probably true. Uh, Hunter, 12 days away. What's uh, top priorities this week for you as we get closer to the start of the season? 
Well, I mean, top priorities right now have been uh, bouncing around from uh, team meeting to team meeting as we welcome our student-athletes back on campus. Obviously, our football, women's soccer, volleyball, and cross-country teams have been here, but all of our other student-athletes really reported um, over the weekend. We have kickoff team meetings. And then, of course, my staff is uh, working with the, the folks over in Little Rock to get ready for the uh, season opener over at War Memorial Stadium against Western Carolina. And then we're putting some final, final touches on some major innovations we did in and around the stadium, installing a new south end zone media board here at Razorback Stadium, brand new LED boards that really almost do a 360-degree wrap of the stadium. We built out two new founder suites, and, of course, uh, right outside my office here in the Borough Center is the new uh, Big Reds rooftop bar that will open up officially with the BYU game. Okay, I was going to ask you about that. Ironic twist that we're going to open up the bar for the Mormons, BYU. but that's cool. Um, so are you guys further along in your project than Vanderbilt is? Because it looked like they were a little behind schedule. Yeah, I can't comment on Vanderbilt's schedule, but yes, uh, we will have all of our projects uh, done by our season opener, our season opener here in Fayetteville on September the 9th. Okay, I don't know what kind of crowd Hawaii's bringing. They've obviously got more important things to deal with right now, but uh, that'll be an interesting opener for them. And, of course, they open this week, and we're ready for college football, uh, but some people obviously have to put the finishing touches on the, uh, the field or stadiums before we get there. So there are some other activities planned, I understand, around the game in Little Rock. Can you tell us what you guys have lined up this coming week? Well, I know that uh, there'll be some things Friday night uh, for, for fans to be on the lookout. Our band and cheerleaders uh, will be around. I think there's uh, something on the riverfront there. Um, obviously, there'll be some tailgating activities outside of the stadium. And, of course, the, the Razorbacks will be coming to open up the 2023 uh, season there against Western Carolina. So um should be an exciting day in Little Rock. And, as always, we look forward to, to coming there to War Memorial Stadium um, and embracing our fans uh, in central Arkansas and across the state. We just heard from Coach Pittman, and he said he thought the AC would be working inside the indoor facility on Monday. Is it going to be working for him? Uh, guys, we're close. I can't confirm that it will be working today or not. But, uh, we're, we're really close uh, to getting that unit fired up. And boy, I'm sure it's hot there in Little Rock, but I mean, we're expecting it to be 100 to 203 degrees here for the next several days here. Our team now is forced with classes starting to practice in the afternoon so the ac will definitively come in handy and help us get a quality practice in for sure in this heat yeah i haven't looked at the future cast but hopefully we get a little better weather next week as we get ready for game week here in central arkansas hunter Yurchek joining us on the brand of moving and storage hotline uh talking about the upcoming season okay so let me give just kind of an overview from an ad standpoint uh, you know, I think the anticipation for this team is extremely high. Everybody's excited. You got a couple of guys who are legitimate Heisman Trophy candidates, or could get into the conversation with yeah. some 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 good play. Um, as we enter the year, it's always exciting times. But I mean, this this season seems to have a little extra juice to it. Yeah, I've gone into the last few seasons uh, using the words cautiously optimistic. This year, I'm just optimistic. <laughs> I think we have a chance to have a really good season. We've got some senior leadership that starts with K.J. Jefferson and Rocket Sanders. Um, we've, I think by watching practice, we've done a really good job filling the hole we had at wide receiver. Uh, the defensive line uh, looks really, really good. Our secondary has improved. Um, I think if we can stay healthy, and that's the key, especially um, there at quarterback, and um, we've got great depth at running back, that we have a chance now. You know, we, we have, um, in all respect to our first three games as well, Western Carolina Kent State and BYU. We've got a really tough stretch going to LSU, Texas A&M and Dallas, at Old Miss, and at Alabama. Uh, those, those are four really key weeks uh, that will define, I think, uh, what our season could or could not be. So let's – I like to talk about competition, but I need to talk about the business of, of sports, too. And, and recently uh, you caught some attention – by writing an op-ed, and then Jay Billis picked it up and kind of came at you, and you went back at him and offered him an all-expenses-paid trip to Fayetteville to help explain to him how the business of college athletics works. A, has he taken you up on it? Let's start there. Uh, he has not. Okay. Mm. So if, for those who missed the story or, or don't like to read things, could you give us the gist of uh, what your point was? I mean, it, I, from my, my, my recollection, I mean, we're talking about potential – revenue sharing with student athletes this is separate from nil and obviously that's raising some concerns from somebody in a position like yours not that you don't want to help the athletes but it, the business model just doesn't work 
It, it, it doesn't. I mean, we, we have a budget that uh, this year is roughly $150 million, and I will tell you that we will reinvest just about $150 million into the 19 sports programs uh, that we field here at the University of Arkansas. And so if you talk about the potential of having to share revenue, um, whether that's 10% of that revenue, which would be $15 million, or 20%, which would be $30 million, I don't have enough places that I could cut without cutting sports to make that work. So as we look down the barrel of potentially having to share revenue with legislation that's been presented out in this, the, the state of California, which really got this NIL ball started rolling four or five years ago, um, we have some significant challenges we're facing in college athletics, whether those on the outside believe it or not. And so that's why I'd ask Jade just to come sit down with me. I'll be very transparent about our finances, uh, where our revenue comes from, where our expenses are, uh, just so as a member of the media that's got a prominent following and a voice that he's well informed about where we are in college athletics. And we're talking about schools in the SEC uh, that is at the top of college athletics that are facing some significant financial challenges in the future. So imagine what those that are not in the SEC, mm-hmm. um, but other Power Five institutions, Group of Five institutions are facing. There's no doubt about that. We had Terry Prentice on on Friday, Hunter. It was really, I thought, eye-opening conversation. Nothing shocking, but it was good to get some insight into how this is all working. You guys have certainly been uh, on the forefront of, of handling the NIL, setting up a system to make sure your athletes are taken care of. I think you've done a great job. We started talking a little bit about collective versus NIL and then also the funding of the athletic department. It sounds like you guys, because you've got passionate fans who are willing to, to give a little extra, that there aren't people choosing between maybe supporting the NIL side of things and the traditional fundraising portion of what you guys need from an athletic department standpoint. Sounds like people are maybe kind of helping to support both. Sure. And, uh, you know, we, we've asked Razorback fans in the past to uh, be members of the Razorback Foundation that helps provide scholarships to student-athletes and then to purchase season single-game tickets that go to help our bottom line um, kind of operating budget for our department. Um, and then we ask them to give to capital projects, you know, like the Jones Center, the Broyles Center, the J.B. and Hunt, J.B. and Donnell Hunt Baseball Development Facility, the Amir Track and Field Facility. And now there's this other component that has come into the mix here in the last 12 to 18 months, which are collectives. And so your donors are going to have to make a choice of where uh, they want to invest their discretionary um, income um, with the Razorback Athletic Program. And um, there's only uh, there's a finite number of those resources to go around. And so that there are some very challenging decisions. Now, NIL, the way it was intended, is really, really positive for student-athletes. If you have built your brand um, and you have some recognition and a business, a product, a service wants to use you as an endorsee uh, for that. That is really positive. That's above board NIL, and that's what student-athletes should have the opportunity to take advantage of. This this collective piece is really what's gotten into the recruiting and inducement. Um, It's um, making coaches, I think, make some decisions about their livelihood, um, integrity, lack of integrity, things of that nature. And that's the bad part of NIL that we need to really get some guardrails and a handle on it, get that out. Student-athletes should have an opportunity to make legitimate money, legitimate NIL endorsement agreements. The collective stuff, that's, that is a total farce around this country. What is your suggestion to fix it? <laughs> yeah, my, my suggestion to fix it um, is simple, that 125 Athletic directors around the country have the courage to stand on the island together and say we're going to do away with collectives. Um, but because we are so competitive uh, that no one wants to be the first one to take that step, including myself. Uh, but you know, it, we, we can. We don't need to go to Congress to fix this. We just have to have the courage within college athletics to fix our own model. I know you're very proud of the One Razorback Fund. How is it doing? We, we have incredible, incredible fans that are incredibly passionate about Razorback Athletics. When you talk about the fact that we're close to selling 50,000 season tickets here in Razorback Stadium this year, and we're sold out of 173 suites here at the football stadium. We're sold out for men's basketball already for, for next season. That includes 44 suites. We're sold out in Palm Walker Stadium. That includes 32 suites. Razorback fans have been incredible 
and supporting every initiative that we put in front of them. But again, there's a finite amount of money to go around, and um, we and our donors are having to make some really challenging decisions on what direction to place those resources moving forward. What is your biggest worry as an AD? What keeps you up at night? Well, I'm exhausted at the the end of most days, so I usually sleep pretty well. But (laughs) obviously, the the model that we have right now um, is not a great model. Um, Yes, again, let me go back. The 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 pure NIL model that the 2 to 3% of student athletes that have a legitimate value to the name, image, likeness, that, that is a positive, and that should remain in place. But the collective piece and even the transfer piece um, is becoming a challenge. And do I think student athletes should have the opportunity to move to if they've made a poor decision or not going to get playing time? They put so much time and effort into their craft not to get to that reward of being on the field or in the court or on the track that they should have an opportunity to do that. But we've got we've got to find a way to legitimize the transfer portal as well as name, image, and likeness. And so that that's what bothers me. Um, the most. I mean, I've got a son that's just started his career as a football coach at South Carolina, one that's in this industry fundraising at SMU, and another that thinks he wants to be a coach. Um, and, and selfishly, I want to make sure that 20 and 30 years from now that this industry um, is really looks good for them and for the future of, of college athletics in general and student-athletes. How are ticket sales going for next week at War Memorial Stadium? Have you heard anything? Uh, I don't have an update that I can offer you guys, and I apologize. I should have gotten that before I got on the line with you. So I don't want to say what they are because I, I really do do not have any idea. Uh, tickets are available. I'll say that. How about that? We're going to give some away yeah, to this next week. Fair statement. Okay. Hunter, thank you so much for the time. I know it's a busy time for you. We'll see you down here next week. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. All right. Take care. All right. Very good. Hunter, your check. Uh, Jay Billis, don't be a wimp. Step up to the challenge. Accept it. And come on in. Learn something. Open your eyes a little bit. You shouldn't be afraid of that. I wouldn't let Hunter pay my way if I was him, but I would come and listen at least. I think it'd be insightful. I'd go to that class. I'd love to go. Wouldn't you love to go yeah. sit through that? Maybe we can go. Maybe they could do that for the media. We'd love to go sit through that. There's so many times that we get these random questions from people, and I'm like, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll need to look into that. I'd love to know how things worked a little bit better. He made a great point, too. We're talking about the top of college athletics. Oh, my gosh. So if they're struggling with the numbers... How do you think the people at the next level are doing? Or FCS, Division Two, Division Three, Pac-12, hello? Yeah, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about for viable leagues. Okay, Wes, let's keep it there. Uh, you want something viable? How about a great lunch option? Cash, may I offer it, in the River Market. And they're great for dinner as well or private parties. So if you've got an event coming up, Cash is your spot. CashLittleRock.com is their website. C-A-C-H-E, for those who are uninitiated. You can book it at 501 850 0265 So if you want to book a holiday season party, the Bayou can hold 30 folks in a fun contemporary setting. They've also got that great space upstairs, 150 comfortably in there, and it's indoor-outdoor. you got that great patio outside up top where you can overlook downtown. Free valet parking, great food, and owned by local folks. Enjoy your next meal over at Cash. Again, lunch or dinner, private events, uh, if you've got a wedding function coming up, a rehearsal dinner, anything like that, corporate event, or a holiday soiree, you know the place. It's cash in downtown, wide variety on the menu, and they can make what you need if you want to do a private event as well. So seriously, give them a shot. If you haven't been over there lately, you need to go by at least have a have a drink or two and maybe an appetizer, if nothing else. But a uh, great lunch spot if you're around downtown or you want to go make a special trip that way. Make it easy and walk away happy. It's Cash Restaurant, downtown Little Rock. 1144, Clint Sterner on the other side. to Doe's Eat Place at the corner of Ringo and Markham in downtown Little Rock for mouth-watering burgers, catfish, and steak by the pound. Oh, and don't forget our world-famous tamales. Now open Monday through Friday, 11 to 2 for lunch, and Monday through Saturday, 5 to 9 for dinner. Family-owned and operated for over 35 years. And remember, Doe's Eat Place for goodness sakes. 
Hey, Central Arkansas, are you getting piggy with it and ready for some football? Donate blood with Our Blood Institute at Select Mobile Blood Drives August 21st to the 27th for your chance to win one of two grand prize football packages that include a pair of September 2nd Little Rock game tickets, one-night hotel stay, and game day swag. All blood donors will receive a limited edition football-themed T-shirt and a free ticket to Magic Springs. So get out on the gridiron and support your community. Visit obi.org slash events today. Than a century, Arkansans have come to Oaklawn to play, to bet, and to win. Now we're coming to you. Introducing Oaklawn Sports, the new mobile betting app from Oaklawn. Bet anywhere in Arkansas. Download the app on Apple and Google Play and take advantage of first bet insurance up to $250. Oaklawn Sports, Arkansas's trusted brand. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Is your cooling system handling summer? Middleton Heat and Air is here to keep your family nice and cool through even the hottest Arkansas summer. We're always ready with in-stock equipment, and you can count on us for free estimates on replacements with no overtime rate from 8 to 8, even on weekends. See why we're the most trusted name for heat and air in the state. Call Middleton today at 501-922-3575. Attention seafood lovers, Eat My Catfish is back open in Little Rock. The new Eat My Catfish in Riverdale is located in the Riverdale Shopping Center beside the movie theater and Ace Hardware. Eat local, eat fresh, eat my catfish. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Do you own or operate Max, Volvos, Freightliners, Kenworths, Peterbilts, or international trucks? We can offer you the same dealership-level computer diagnostics with highly trained and professional mechanics without dealership wait times and cost. Whether you're a municipality, fleet, or small business with one truck, come see why our customers have made us the highest-rated independent repair shop in Arkansas. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Take exit 7 on I-440 or call 568-2185. Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago, and ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. Tune in to Morning Mayhem as they broadcast live from Greystone Country Club in Cabot for the Grisham Classic, presented by Natural State Wholesale and benefiting the call. Listen in as the guys interview guest of the Flooring King, Don Grisham. You're listening to The Zone with Justin Acre and Wes Moore in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network. All right, it is 11.48, and this season, a lot of great contributors coming back. Got some new ones as well, and one of them we always look forward to hearing from is Clint Sterner, who's going to be with us on Mondays and Fridays, thanks to our friends at Motorsports Authority. Sterner, play action, looking, pumps, throws down the middle, touchdown, Arkansas, oh my! Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Sterner throws, With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Sterner, very confident. Throwing down the middle. This Clint Sterner is putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fake. Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. All right, let's go to it. Brandon moving in storage hotline. Hello, Mr. Sterner. How are you? Fellas, fellas, how we doing, man? Buddy, we're ready for a new season. We got football this week. This week. Mm-hmm. Excited about it. Yeah, man, it's it's, uh, it's game week. It's always This time of year is always great because, you know, to be honest, it's, it's all a lot of hype and it's, um, you know, what we've seen and what we've heard and, and uh, the, the expectations are through the roof and, the rubber hadn't met the road yet, man. So it's one week of, of the season where you can really lean into speculation and, and hopes and dreams and and, uh, and chop it up. So before you know, we actually see the game and, and, and we see actual results that we can evaluate, let's, uh, let's make it happen, man. Yes, hope springs eternal. Today we're talking about hot seats and coaches that might be on them. 
And we were talking about Jimbo Fisher's deal. His buyout is $76 million, Clint. And I don't care what you do for a living. If your buyout is $76 million, you did something right along the way. Um, that's a team that is very intriguing. And we were looking through their schedule. I could easily see them winning seven games, and people will be beating that drum if they do. What do you expect from A&M this year? Yeah, I got. I'm pretty high on them right now. I, I look. It's it's the Bobby Petrino factor. Um, I, I really like the young quarterback. I like their quarterback room after after hating their quarterback room mm. for about four or five years. While while Aggie Nation every offseason down here is telling me how great this next quarterback is, it was Haynes King, and then before that, I can't even remember who the hell it was. But um, you know, I, this I, I, it's, it's slipping my mind right now. The kid's name, it, I just went blank. But but the uh, the young kid that we saw at the end of last season. That played really, really well. He's got, um, you know, big, tall body and and uh, and can sling it around the park. And he's athletic and not, not Lamar Jackson athletic, but he's athletic enough to move around. And I just think I, I think they've always had um, superior talent. You know, I mean, they're 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 knocking on the door year in year out. They're knocking on the door of LSU and Alabama. Maybe not Georgia, what we've seen the last couple of years, but boy, their talent is is through the roof and and that's part of why it's so disappointing in in college station to see what jimbo fisher's uh, not done with all of that talent you know and so bobby petrino comes in and and say what you want about bobby i i, I still got a certain level of hate for bobby in my heart that i just i just can't think of another individual that i have that level of hate for um to be completely Jim, honest nice. with you but 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 there's no there's no debating you know the offensive mind and what the guy can do more with less and now he's got more so I'm pretty high in, on on uh, the Aggies in College Station for a change, which is, guys, it's, it's refreshing down here uh, in, in Houston doing radio because I mean I've been the the bearer of bad news lately. They, they've I've been a, I've been a grim reaper on these Aggie fans, so it's uh, been nice to be around them lately. Well, we'll talk about Arkansas too, but I wanted to quickly ask you about the Texans, and I don't know how much of a factor they're going to be in their division, but C.J. Stroud looked like took a pretty big step forward after his first game, and uh, you know he didn't get a lot of opportunities in the opening game anyway, but. What's what's the level of optimism related to the Texans? Well, they're going to be significantly better. Um, I mean, which they can't be any worse. It's, it is it is bar none. Think of think of I just mentioned Bob Petrino. Think of the, that the, the year after Bob Petrino, how dysfunctional it was in Fayetteville, and multiply that times two, um, and and that's I mean times ten. I'm sorry, not two. Hell, I, I shrunk that number big time ten. <laughs> and that's what you had going on here in, in Houston at NRG Stadium with the with the Texans fan. It was. It was as dysfunctional as you've ever seen. It takes some time to, to, to recover from that. Uh, but D'Amico Ryans is, is, is going to have these guys, you know, at least competitive. I like them to win eight games this year. I think, I think Vegas has them the, the, the over under six and a half. Uh, I like them to win eight. I think they're extremely well coached. The energy from the coaches is next level. You guys know where I'm at on that, man. I, I like to see coaches sweating and, and, uh, and getting after it. If I can't hear you at practice, man, you ain't trying hard enough. So. Um, I love what they're bringing to the table. There's still a talent deficit. Uh, they're not as good as, as the, the upper third of the NFL, obviously. But I, I think they're going to. I think they're going to be middle of the pack. And I think they'll win eight games. Hmm. Is C.J. Stroud starting? Yeah, C.J. Stroud starting. Look, they, they, I don't know why this silly stuff. He's got this silly thing going on. My only complaint about D'Amico, defensive minded head coach. You know, he's got this silly. Everything's a competition. Nobody's a starter. And for whatever reason. Saying that to the media has continued to date, but really, here at practice, I've been to every every practice that they've had. Um, I mean, they about they're two weeks into um, legitimately treating C.J. Stroud as a rookie starter, and, and and he's getting as many reps as he possibly can. He's getting all the ones. They're really pouring into this kid. They started for about a week, and they they tried to sell the silly competition thing, and then and then um, you, you know on the field. They, they started pushing him, and he's gotten significantly better. He's got an extremely high ceiling. And, and as I said, you know, even coming out, evaluate this guy. The game's played so much outside the pocket, off-platform, off-schedule, that you get concerned when you don't see a lot of that. But when, when the pocket's right and he's in the pocket on time, he's as good as any rookie uh, and, and as good as, as held a lot of the veterans in terms of, of accuracy and driving the football to the second level. So, We'll see if they can protect him, but but he's definitely going to be the starter with. Clint, 12 days out here for Arkansas. What are the uh, keys for them as they prepare for the season? Sound like there was a little scrapping going on. Obviously, tired of hitting guys in the same color jersey, but what uh, what are the keys here as you get a, a little over a week out? 
I got three keys for you. I mean, look, and, and, and the crazy thing is this year, none of none of my keys involve the offensive or defensive line. I, I think that's just an understood when you're talking Arkansas football. Like that, that I mean, you're going to live and die with whether you can you can hold your hold your water offensively and defensively on the line. Um, but but I didn't want to take the low hanging fruit there. I mean, that's always the case with Arkansas. I, I wanted to go with – I got three of them for you, man. I got Dan Enos and K.J. Jefferson, that chemistry. Uh, as I've said before with you guys, it could, I, I think it can be great and it can be the reason that you win 10 or 11 games that you, that you shock the world. Or it can also be the reason that you are struggling to get to, let's say, bowl eligibility. And, and might I say, dare I say, um, you know, five, four or five wins if, if that doesn't go according to plan. I, I really think the next step in, in K.J.'s development – is is Dan Enos? I mean, there's nobody better that I, I could pair him with than Dan Enos. But but he's got to develop. He's got to prove that he can go out there and be a progression passer. Um, he's got to prove that he can go out there and throw the ball accurately, consistently, and not just be like he's been an unbelievably clutch quarterback. Um, but when it comes to the offenses that he's been in, I mean, it's it's a lot of one receiver read. It's a lot of middle of the field close read. So you just you know where you're going with the football. A lot of times pre snapping. And with Dan Enos, that's just not the case. And so how do they meet in the middle? How does he develop under Dan Enos? Uh, I think ultimately that is the biggest the biggest what-if um, that's going on in Arkansas right now. Hell, I'll be honest with you. I think it's one of the most fascinating early season watches in all of college football. I really do. You're, you're talking about an older veteran quarterback, which is rare in today's game, at least that one that's good and hadn't transferred. And you're talking about one of the best quarterback developers, one of the best offensive minds that – that plays a game of football, that calls a game of football that we hadn't seen from this veteran quarterback. So it, it should be that, – that to me is, is one of the biggest keys in all of college football, not, not just that Arkansas. Okay. It was just announced Rocket Sanders' is second-team preseason All-America uh, by the Associated yeah. Press. So that's pretty big. He's yeah. the only Razorback on that list. Uh, a, a rocket that runs for 1,400, 1,500 yards like last season, what does he mean to this offense and, more importantly, to, to K.J.? Well, I mean, look, it's, it's a, you, you gotta believe that they're not gonna stray too far away from the power run game with KJ and with Rocket. Obviously, the personnel tells you to do that, and Dan is no fool. So, I mean, I, I think they're gonna continue, uh, to do those things, and that's gonna be the staple of this offense. You go back to 2015 with Alex Collins, I think it's probably gonna look a little bit different, but you go back to that year, and that's the year that you had a veteran quarterback, that's the year you had a veteran running back, you had a guy that could, uh, I'm say not veteran, but a productive, next level type running back um, and, and they made it happen in a big big way and everything was predicated off of the quarterback play and the, and the running back the running back producing and I, I think I think Rocket brings that to the table I'll tell you one thing with the running back room that, that I, I've just always felt this we've yet to see it but I've always felt it I think Green is, is the guy that could have a, have a uh, I mean just arrive in a major major way this year I like Rocket I do. I like Rocket downhill, power run game, big body back. I mean, not taking anything away from him. Only a fool would would take would minimize what he means to this team. But I really like AJ Green. I, I think he's a guy that that could that could really show up this year and show out and be a game changer in this offense. So keep an eye on him. I'll give you my two other bullets outside of Enos and KJ. The wide receivers and the tight ends, guys. They got some big body. They got some some big, physical, athletic-looking guys. They've got some smaller slot guys that have, that have made big plays. But I go back to 